Okay, so we're gonna move on to Freya, which this is the, the goddess that I've been called to. And I think this episode has really helped me move forward in that journey because I've always been really hesitant with it because I'm like, well, I, I've been called to her for a long time. And it's just little, little things like having that dream about mugwort. And that's like one of her favorite herbs. And then I've learned mm-hmm. all about it. And I connect to my spiritual path with herbs in the first place. So it's like almost like she used that as mm-hmm. a tool to get me to learn about her. Right. Well, that's how it works. Yeah. And ex- we're going to get more into that yeah, a little bit. Yeah, exactly. But you're on the right path. Yeah. So Freya is one of the most worshipped Norse goddesses. And I, I swear I didn't even know she was a goddess until probably five years ago. Like, And now I have lots of books on her. One of the books I have is called Book of Freya, and it's by Andre Raven Skolvinis. And Freya uh, Odin, The Magic of Volva. Volvo. <laughs> Uh Okay, Okay, on track. She's a total balance of feminine and masculine, and I like to feel like I really strive for that as a Libra. I strive for balance anyways, and I really embrace my masculine side while also trying to keep my my feminine side. So I'm going through her and kind of showing you how I connect with her. She's the mistress of cats, which we've talked about how much I freaking love cats. And I mean, Saudi I'm a cat lady. Yes, for sure. And her cat's name were Bugle and Tragel. Her father was Nord or God of the Sea. She's the master of material manifestation, which I think is important. She has a boar named Hilda Zavini. It's funny because I feel like my daughter resonates with her and doesn't know it yet. And I'm not even going to say that to her because that's her journey, but she doesn't eat pig and she's like I don't eat pig because I love pigs Mm -hmm. and she said that like years and years ago and I was like okay this is a face nope this is forever she loves music spring and flowers and that's 100% me and spends time with uh the fae and it's funny because I remember saying well I don't really resonate with the fae and I think it's out of fear people's perception of the fae and the rap that they get is that they're kind of scary they're tricksters which isn't necessarily Mm -hmm. wrong but I think that my fear of them is out of lack of knowledge so um I was like I don't really resonate with the fae out of fear Mm -hmm. and then I'm like no which is funny because I feel like you might have some fae energy within you oh one thousand percent because I've seen it before look at this think Oh, I don't know if I resonate with the fae. I have a fairy tattooed on my arm that I got done like forever, like 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And then growing up, if you go through all my art. So you're afraid of that? Well, it's not. I feel like. You don't have enough knowledge. I have have books on them that I haven't really dived into. But whenever you see somebody like, oh, I did a fairy circle. I'm like, don't do that. You're going to be sucked into a portal. (laughs) Don't do that. And I don't say that to them. Right. Because if I don't have enough knowledge on something, I try not to speak on it too much. Mm -hmm. But that fear is there. And. Yeah, the only time I'll tell somebody not to do something mm-hmm. is like, and I still don't tell them not to do it, but I've I personally done mm-hmm. something and it backfired on me. Yep. I'm like, well, I did this and it backfired on me, but maybe I don't have the backing. Yeah. Or, you know, it doesn't mean that you can't do it. Right. It's just, I'm going to warn you that this happened to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you so, are very much like that. You've never been like, mm-mm. don't do that, but... The way you talk, you're just like, well, maybe you should think about this. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I, one of the things I really love about you. Thank you. I drew fairies growing up. 
mm-hmm. all the time. Fairies and aliens. So I'm. Right. Made, so you are. You know you're connected. I to know that. I'm 100. Right. And if anybody that meets me in person, they're like, "Oh my God, can you slow down?" <laughs> Any of you that are listening right now, I'm sure you're just like, "Oh my God." Sometimes I go to somebody in the morning. They're like, "Can you calm your energy down?" I'm mm-hmm. like, "No." And I this mean, is you on focus tea. This is me on focus tea. Yes, I made tea. <laughs> We're so drinking good. tea like we do for every episode. And I put lots of focus herbs in here. So like rosemary, sage. I put a lot of piney stuff in here. And I was a little worried it wouldn't taste good. Uh, oh, mugwort. And mugwort is very bitter. So I didn't go to my go-tos that I usually do to sweeten that up. So, But I actually really love it. So anyways, back on track. <laughs> she wears a cloak of falcon feathers that allows her to turn into a falcon and fly between worlds. She's the chief of the Valkyrie. She really loves offerings of mead, jewelry, perfume, honey, mugwort, of course. And that's pretty much it with her. Mm-hmm. All I can say is that I was called to her probably 10 years ago. And due to, I guess, a lack of knowledge of how to really go about it, I haven't progressed a whole lot on it. I do have like a chalice with her. I I have like during the full moon, I'll put like honey in it or, or mugwort and some mm-hmm. of her favorite crystals and stuff, but I haven't moved too much forward. So one of the things I was really excited about this episode is hearing your recommendations on that. And I know you're going to get into that here. So, mm, yeah, we here can soon. talk about that next. Yeah. We can talk about Let's talk about um, it right now. Of, right. Yeah, let's talk about <laughs> it right now. <laughs> All right. So um, I want to talk a little bit about how to find a deity or a god or a goddess to work with. Um, I kind of look at it like they're teachers. And, right. So when you start off in kindergarten, you have the really nice kindergarten teachers that are really lenient with you. Um, you have a lot of wiggle room to make mistakes. Yeah. And as you progress in your spirituality and you progress within the deities, gods and goddesses and the higher realms, you're moving up in rank. Mm-hmm. So then you're going into elementary school, the middle school and then high school. And then you're taking college courses. So. If you're just starting out and you've never worked with a deity before, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not telling you just you can't do yeah. anything, but this is my recommendation. Right. Um, I would start with like a softer deity that you're called to. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, I started working with Lord Ganesha, mm-hmm. um, and he's he helps like overcome obstacles in your life right. to make a big problem into a bunch of tiny manageable pieces. He's very sweet. He's very almost like a you know, high school teachers kind of take you under their wing and you and, recommended him to me because mm-hmm. I told I actually you have I have a tattoo of him on my arm. I have a shrine yeah. dedicated to him. Um, and he's kind of easy to please in a lot of aspects. Mm-hmm. Like he likes sweets and pastries and different things like that. <laughs> and when you're working with him, he will allow you to make mistakes mm-hmm. within that. And you're not going to get criticized too hard for that. And you can do things with him. Like instead of just, you can buy him pastries and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But you could also honor him by going to the grocery store and only getting things that he likes or making a cake yourself. And as you're listening to it, like listen to Lord Ganesha mantras when you're mm-hmm. in the kitchen and you're making him food to yeah. eat. You're honoring him in that way. And so you just learn to build your connection with a deity. It doesn't have to be Lord Ganesha, but you can find one. With him, I just want to put this out there because you did recommend him to me. And I, I, want, I want that recommendation to be passed along to other women okay. that are having trouble with male energy. Because mm-hmm. I haven't connected to a male. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's. I was like, yeah. I want to bring this up because I feel like it's really important. Because right, because some a lot of females, um, not a lot of females, but there are 
mm-hmm. quite a few that only want to work with female deities mm-hmm. because they feel safer that way. But on a side note with that, mm-hmm. if there is a female deity and she's depicted with her mates, oh yeah, you know, like Kali and Shiva or whatever, mm-hmm. if you're working with a female deity, you don't necessarily have to work with her counterpart, but you have to, you should acknowledge him. Right. You know, when you True. come in, you're like, hi, Shiva, like, how are you doing today? I'm going to do some work with your, with your wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it's just respectful Mm -hmm. because if you have a partner, you don't want them to be excluded. Right. You know, male, female, whatever it is. If somebody came into your house and just shunned your your person. Yeah, or called you to come over and help them, but you couldn't bring your partner because they were male or a female or whatever the case, you know. So, I mean, have to pay attention to things like that, too. For me, I'm working on trauma with Mm -hmm. men. And I was saying I wanted to kind of try to connect to a male deity and you would recommended him. I would recommend him. Yeah. You know, for sure. He's a good starter male energy. Okay. (laughs) Like a big brother type energy. Yeah. But like you were saying how Mm -hmm. you were kind of called to Freya and you have Mm -hmm. been for a long time. Yeah. So I would pay attention to things like that. So if you're called, it doesn't matter what it is, what God, God, God is deity. If you're really just pulled in that direction, sometimes just doing research on them Mm -hmm. and opening yourself up. So I was doing some research on Athena. Mm-hmm. I was reading about her and reading about her and just like had this idea pop in my head to go grab a candle out of my meditation room. And I knew exactly the candle that I wanted, but it was kind of like behind some things. So I go into the bedroom and I try to find the candle and I knock over the seashell. Pearls came flying out of it. And I was yeah. like, shit. So I'm like picking up the pearls are everywhere. They're on my table. They're in the windowsill. They just like <laughs> exploded all over the place. I'm like, where the fuck did I even get these pearls from? I don't even remember having these pearls. So I'm picking up the pearls and I'm kind of like not pissed, but I'm just like, whatever. I'm trying to get this candle. So I finally got the candle, went out there, lit it. And I started reading about Athena again. Mm. And the very next line was talking about Aphrodite. As I'm reading about her, it starts talking about honoring her. Mm -hmm. A shrine is to put seashells and pearls and things like that. I was like, oh, shit. So that's Aphrodite trying to get my attention because I'm open to that. Had I not been open to that, I wouldn't even have thought twice about it. But sometimes it's like that. So I like to compare it to like metaphors. Mm -hmm. So say you're out playing basketball and you have the ball. Mm-hmm. And you might have a couple different gods and goddesses and deities around with their hands up saying, I'm open, I'm yeah. open, you know, doesn't necessarily mean just because they're trying to get your attention that you have to work with them, mm-hmm. but they're letting you know, I'm willing, I'm over here. Yeah. I'm trying to get your attention, pass me the ball and let right. me work with you. And then that's your decision. You have free will if you want to do that or not. Yeah. And they can also like come to you in dreams because I started having a lot of dreams about the ocean and stuff mm-hmm. like that afterwards. And she's very connected to the ocean. Mm-hmm. So one deity can lead you to something else to lead you to something else. Yeah. So it's beautiful in that aspect. That is beautiful. I know you talked about preschool, middle school, high school, college. Mm-hmm. I feel like through reading, I picked these three deities because I feel like Freya is my... I don't want to say grade school. I don't want to be disrespectful, but mm-hmm. I feel like she's, I'm ready for her. Right. And she would be more nurturing with you. Yes. And kind of teach me some ropes and stuff. Right. But like Lilith and, and Hecate would be. Yeah. That's how I felt about Kali. Yeah. So okay. I understand that. Yeah. It took me a long time. Kali was like reaching out to me and I even have, you know, shrines for her and my meditation room and stuff like that. Like I was honoring her, mm-hmm. but I was kind of scared to work with her yeah. because I knew that when I started working with her, shit was going to change in my life. Things were going to shift. 
and I just kept pushing it off because I wasn't ready. Yeah. Even if you're not ready to start working with a DT yet, you can still honor them. You yeah. can still build a relationship with them and rapport. Yeah, it doesn't mean like you're that. locked into anything. No, and like um, with me, and I'll talk about that later, with me and Kali, I just decided to work with her for 30 days. And yeah. so you can also set like a limit on it. It's kind of like going into a classroom. Right. You're like, hey, I want to take your class for 30 days. Yeah, exactly. And they can accept or decline or whatever. I connected with this woman. Her name is Terry Lynn Pellegrini, which I think is a cool last name. She has a a shop in Lapine, Oregon. It's a Reiki studio as well. And her Etsy shop is Triune Moon. And I think that's the name of her shop in Lapine too. And she actually wrote a book, which is hashtag goals, you know, and it's called Knowing. An impasse guide to intuitive development. And I ordered it eight bucks, eight or nine dollars on Amazon. Like mm-hmm. I, I totally love supporting local people in the community. So me and her like actually talked on the phone. And you know me, I hate talking on the phone. <laughs> and we had a FaceTime because I just kind of was putting my feelers out there, like who's who's had like an experience with a deity because we had so much information and I just kind of wanted some personal accounts or like, Hey, does anybody want to hear about something in particular? Because we have a lot of info and it was such a cool conversation. And she had a couple of stories that I thought was really cool. I asked her what her first experience with a deity was. She's very seasoned and she's been that way. Like as far as she can ever remember it. She was like, well, when I was nine, and she goes, just to say, I was, I'm blind as a bat without my glasses. And I got in a really big fight with my parents and I was in bed and I was, I couldn't sleep because I was angry. Mm-hmm. And she was like, my door was open and the, the hallway light was there. And I look up, there was a woman with really long hair. She was wearing a robe. She had like books tucked under her, her one arm. And then she had a torch reaching out towards her and her other. And she just... Terry freaked out and was like, Mom, the Statue of Liberty's in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Hecate. And she was oh. nine. And um, I just got chills. I, me too. I just got goosebumps. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah. And it was Hecate. And she had no idea what, who it was. And it freaked her out. And her mom was like, you were just dreaming. She's like, I wasn't asleep. No. Right. I was not asleep. And she said that was her first encounter with the deity, but she didn't work with her for a very long time out of fear because she has a dark energy and she was too scared, but she did have like different things throughout her path that drew her to her. And she said, the more I read about her when I got older, the more I was like, oh, well, she was like a midwife and, and all of this. And she had all these intricacies to her that tied me to her. And I was like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Because that's like our biggest thing on our podcast is like dissipating fear through knowledge. And she just literally said it to me. I was like, this was totally serendipity. She also was a part of like a coven at one point that they would do kind of what we do, but it was like seasonal where they would all get together and research different gods and goddesses and then just learn all about them. And then some of them would be drawn to them and some of them want it. And that's something she said that you said earlier in the episode is that you can research um, a god or a goddess and or you can want to work with them, but it does not mean that they'll work with you. Right. And, and yeah, yeah, we were just talking yeah. about that because I was saying like, say you're like, oh, I want to work with the Egyptian god Thoth, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, he seems like a really cool deity, like mm-hmm. a god, and I want to learn from him and everything. So 
know your level. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. So if you're still, we were talking about the level system. So on your spiritual level, you're still kind of taking high school classes and getting to know different gods and deities and learning more about spirituality. You might not want to go into his class because he's like advanced algebra and you're yeah. in high school and you haven't even taken algebra yet. Yeah. So when you walk up to a god like that, there's a couple things that could happen, you know. Okay, so a couple things could happen. You could end up being embarrassed. Yep. <laughs> because you don't have the spiritual knowledge. You you haven't come with the proper credentials pretty much. Like you haven't put in enough effort for him to look at you and say, okay, I'll work with you. Mm-hmm. Not saying that he won't because some people are just geniuses. And yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's different levels and things like that. Your son. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But for the most part, um, if you haven't even done algebra in high school, Mm -hmm. you have no business walking into an accelerated, yeah, into a professor's classroom and thinking that you can work with them. Right. But if you're really called to him, you could all, you could start working with him a little bit, not really working, but Mm -hmm. getting to know him, building a rapport. You can still build an altar. Also, I think if you're pulled to a really high deity like that, a high level deity like Mm -hmm. that, I feel like maybe that could be an inspiration to do work with other deities to get to him. You know, like if you're, if you're in high school and you go into a professor's class and shadow for a day and you're like, I want to do Mm -hmm. that. Right. I want to be in this class. And it might make you study harder and work harder and be like, okay, well, I'm going to come back in six months. Mm -hmm. You know, in the meantime, I'll still set up an altar for you. And when Mm -hmm. you do an altar for a God or goddess, or a high-level altar, you have to be a little bit more picky on what you put on their shrine. Mm-hmm. You know, research them. Find out what their colors are. Find out what they like. Find out what they don't like, what right. they represent. You want to put the freshest fruit on there. You don't want to leave fruit up there for two weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get the freshest fruit you could possibly get or vegetables or whatever it is and put that on their shrine. Mm-hmm. You're feeding a god. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And so you just want to have the utmost respect. Right. With that. So, yeah, so I think that covers the three altar shrines that I was um, talking right. about. It brings it back, it ties so, yeah, it back have, to it, yeah, right? So the ancestor and then the personal and then the Then deity. that. Yeah. Yeah. So she said, how did you connect to her moving forward? Like, you didn't know who she was. And she's like, well, Hecate called to me an energy synchronicities. Basically, she was saying, stop ignoring me. <laughs> she's like, I was worried she was she was dark, but I learned she, you know, she was a midwife and whatnot. She said she finally set up an altar and she appeared to her above the altar. And she basically said, it's time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that was years and years and years later when she was already had worked with other deities and whatnot. And (laughs) she said, I said, what would you recommend for people who are wanting to work with deities like what should they do and she she said meditate talk to them out loud like pronounce their name consistently she said it doesn't matter if you call her hecate hecate and then she said something a different pronunciation that i've never heard um hectate or something she's like whatever you call them call them that consistently because if you call them by different pronunciation, for one, it may not resonate. For two, it might irritate them. So, like, and then she's like, if you hear dogs barking, if you see owls, and then she's mentioned toads. She said she would see toads. And I haven't read where that is one of her calling cards. But obviously, she's worked with her forever, like, almost her whole life, really. 
she said she saw ravens and crows, which Hecate's daughter resonates with with that. So that could be a tie-in. But yeah, so that was her story about Hecate. But mm-hmm. Yeah, that can definitely happen too. Yeah, so when you start researching, a lot of times that's all it takes. Yeah. Pick up a book about somebody that you're gravitating towards or you want to learn more about them and just open yourself up right. to the signs, mm-hmm. you know, like all the signs around you right. and you'll get the messages, right. you know, you'll sense that they want to start working with you, that things will line up synchronicity. You're like, wow, that's a weird coincidence. But then mm-hmm. they keep happening over and over and over again. Those are messages yeah. from who you are pulling towards you like a magnet, right? you know, exactly. so so she's like, one time she was at a Dionysus and Morrison ritual in California. She said that Aphrodite expected through her. Expected? Yeah. What okay. Is that? Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> what I does thought that the mean? I, when she was telling me that, I was like, what does that mean? But I didn't say anything because I wanted her to tell the story. And then she explained it made sense. Mm-hmm. Basically, she said when she expected through her, she wasn't possessed. She was coherent in what was happening. So... When a, a goddess aspects through you, they are working through you, but you are coherent. You are mm, you. Okay. I know exactly what that is. Yeah. I've experienced that before. Okay. Wait, tell me your story and I'll tell yours or vice versa. Okay. Go ahead and finish her okay. story. I don't want <laughs> so, to interrupt her story. Uh, so, um, so anyway, she was there and Aphrodite started working through her and, and she would go and touch people and they would have an orgasm on the spot. And I was like, D- how did you not get jumped? And she was like, yeah, people started figuring out what was going on. Wait, where was she? It was a ritual. She had a, oh, she was No, a it was ritual. a ritual. It was a Dionysus. At the grocery store? No, it's Dionysus. <laughs> okay. I keep mispronouncing. Dionysus and Morrison ritual. So oh, okay. Morrison. You did say that. Yep, yep, yep. So she was there and... And she said that she started giving people orgasms on the spot. And this one guy came up to her and she touched him and his head flew up and his eyes rolled in the back of his head. And like he had a massive orgasm, right? Energy, energetic, whatever. So the next day, so this must have been like a weekend thing. She said she went to a ritual the next day at, it's called Glyptos Healing Ritual. And she walks up and the guy she gave a fuck. The guy she gave an orgasm to was the high priest. <laughs> he was the high priest? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I was like, awkward. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I died. <laughs> that's probably why he was so receptive to it right. as well. Because you know? he's, oh, I was like, I would die. It, it might be awkward, but also like, who the fuck cares? Because like, you, y'all were there, you right. know? Uh-huh. That's amazing. Okay, I want to hear your story though. Okay, so recently mm-hmm. I was working with Kali. And she's a Hindu goddess. Yeah. She had been coming to me for years. And like I said, I was kind of afraid of her, intimidated by her energy because I knew that she meant business when I started working with her. Right. So I decided to work with her. And like one of the things that I learned from this goddess was that they can, what was the name of that word? Oh, um, aspect. Aspect through me. And so basically that is what she did. Mm -hmm. So I, it was kind of like when I first started talking to her, Mm -hmm. I sat at her shrine, actually got a table and a chair and I left it in my kitchen for 30 days Mm -hmm. because I made a pact with her that I was going to learn from her for 30 days, you know, set up everything for her the way she liked it. And I got a notebook and a pen Mm -hmm. and I was channeling messages from her onto the paper so she was asking me questions and I was asking her questions oh that's cool back and Um, forth yeah it was kind of like a back and forth almost like an interview so she was asking 
me things like, will you allow me to push you in different ways mentally, ways you're not accustomed to thinking? Mm-hmm. And then I would think about that. And I said, yes. And there were some things that she asked me if she could do for me. And I said, no, because right. I didn't feel comfortable with that. I felt like it was too strict. Right. Like she asked me things like, are you willing to work with me for one hour a day? Mm-hmm. I had to think about that. And I'm like, yes, I can do that one hour a day for 30 days right. to learn everything I can about this beautiful goddess. Mm-hmm. One of my things that I wanted her to help me with was my diet, mm-hmm. you know, just like becoming healthier and eating healthier and things like that. And she asked me, can I help you to crave healthier foods? Mm-hmm. And she damn sure did. Cause I learned how to cook so much Indian oh food God. that month. And I was really craving it. Like the spices and the seasonings and the cumin and like turmeric and all of that stuff right so I feel like she did come through me and actually like I was completely aware of what I was doing right um but she also had my exercise was like belly dancing and like arm movements and stuff with belly dancing yeah so sometimes we would sit down and I would write with her and if I would write with my right hand that was me and I'd give her yes and no answers and then I put the pen in my left hand and use it as a pendulum or kind of like a Ouija board pendulum energy and I could feel her hand go on top of mine and move it towards yes no or maybe Mm -hmm. and that's how we were communicating but when I was doing the belly dancing Mm -hmm. with my left hand and usually my left hand is not as good as my right because I'm Mm right-handed my left left hand was doing things that it never did before like finger movements and really? things like that so I could feel her inside of me and she's like move like this and do this and so were you listening to music when you did this mm-hmm. what music were you listening to I was listening to a lot of like Hindu type right mantras and like um we had always called her Kali before when I started working with her I started calling her Kali Ma okay and it just came naturally for me to say it like that and so there was just, like, so many differences within my consciousness mm-hmm. um, when I started, like, really working with her. Right. And another thing was, because I, I asked her, like, you know, what? how do I honor you with the food? Right. And she's like, give me half of everything that you eat for the next 30 days. Okay. And I was like, okay, I can do that. And then it got a little bit harder because she was like, but I'm a goddess. So anything you eat, it better be like good, good enough for a goddess to eat. Oh. So not only did I have to give her half my food, yeah. but I had to pay attention to everything I ate because she's like, you're a goddess too. So don't feed me anything that, you know, don't feed yourself anything that you wouldn't feed me. Oh. And that was like a big epiphany within it. And I don't want to talk too no, much about <laughs> too much about the lessons I learned from her because one of the things that she made clear to me was she is working with me on an individual level. Like she didn't want me to tell one of my friends because one of my friends also like has been called to Kali. Mm-hmm. And she was like, don't tell her what we've been doing because when I come to her, it's going to be completely different. Yeah. I'm going to come to her with a completely different energy. A lot of times they have like, you know, similar qualities, of course, because it's that same energy, mm-hmm. but you might get completely different lessons. With Freya, I feel like I have a mother energy and she was a bunch of different things. And that part of her is what I feel from, you know. Right. And it's kind of like that with Kali. Yeah. Also, um, because I was like really intimidated by her because yeah. she's such like a dark feminine energy. And I was like, she's going to kick everything. my ass, you know, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. And then um, it was even weird because the way I heard her voice, she had yeah. an accent and if she wasn't it wasn't as scary as I thought. I took 30 days. I worked mm-hmm. with her. I learned a lot from her and I'm so grateful to her. And, you know, I still give her a little offerings here and there, but we closed the book on that. Okay. So she's like, okay, you had your 30 days and and that's it. 
I but I still like, feel like I could connect with her anytime I wanted to. But she what did mean business. Right. Like, if you're calling her into your life when you're having, like, a lot of things going on, mm-hmm. and you call on Kali, like, oh, I want love in my life, and I, I want to feel good about myself, or I want to have money or whatever, don't be surprised if, like, you just found out that your husband cheated on you, mm-hmm. and he has to go, and then your job fires you, and you She's end like up... the Moldavite of goddesses. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> she does have that little, that commanding energy, yeah. so I had to be careful what I said yes to in the beginning, yeah. because she was asking me, oh, can I do this, and can I do that, and I was like, yeah, not right now, like maybe another time, because she was seeing my energy, and she was seeing what I needed, and she's like, give me permission. And it was agreement. You know, but I could feel, and it wasn't like a possession. It was like aspecting. Aspecting. I really like that it. word. I knew. I knew when I told <laughs> you Terry Lynn that stories, w- you were going to resonate yeah, I'm with start them. Start saying that because you're completely conscious, but you can sense that it's within you. Yeah. It's like you're embodying it, and yeah. you're working dually together. They're not making you do anything, but they're like it's so hard to ex- describe it unless you've actually felt it. But it was beautiful. I don't know if this is aspecting. Some people have relations with deities, mm-hmm. like sex with deities. And I know when I so look at So that could up, definitely come. I'm sorry to interrupt No, you, go ahead. But that could definitely come into play. Yeah. So Hindu goddesses, a lot of them do practice like tantric and yeah. sex rituals and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't work with her in that way, but I kind of had a feeling that if I wanted to, I could. Right. That she would be open to that. Um, and there are a lot of deities that will. So if they can come into you like that, mm-hmm. then you can embody them. And together, you two can have sexual it's experiences. Like so it's not really sex with a god or goddess. It's yeah. sex with, you know, you're doing yeah. it together with them as one. Right. And it's like energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not like... Like she was teaching me how to do the hand movements and mm-hmm. how to move my body when I was doing it the belly dancing. Sexy. Made me feel sexy, but actually like moving my fingers in ways that I hadn't moved them before. So if you can imagine having sex, you might be having sex in different positions and different oh, yeah. ways that, that you don't ordinarily move your body or, you know. When I looked it up, I know like in ancient times, it was a lot more tab. Boo, really? Well, yeah. A lot of times if you say, oh, yeah, sex with deities, a it lot of people taboo. will take offense to that and be yeah. like, "What? you're not a god. You're not a god. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's and it rubs people the wrong way and it kind of makes them feel uneasy know. because. Yeah, because they don't know. Yeah. And I didn't. I'm not going to say I'm an expert on it. I've never had that experience. But look at nuns. Yeah. Nobody thinks nuns are bad, but, you know, I mean, but some I people do. Yeah. But you know what I mean? <laughs> like, they don't think that that's taboo but they're married to god yeah they're abstinence from human sexual intercourse because that gives them a link to their deity or god or whatever i've even heard of people say like jesus and yeah exactly things like that in ancient times they called having sex with a deity heroes gamos they thought when the earthquakes happened that it was gods and heaven having sex and then it was like a ceremony but it was way more widely accepted and more common the term is derived from sacred marriage first of all um heroes gamos and they believe that it achieved a state of an enlightenment to marry to marry but it's not really yeah but i can understand that like after like my kali experience and embodying her like that like i can imagine if i wanted to give like make her my number one deity Mm -hmm. and be completely devoted to her for the rest of my life that would be tying into some kind of marriage type relationship with her 
um, that I'm going to work on myself and I don't want any other, you know, human relationship. I'm going to have one relationship with this one deity. Right. And you did say, she was like, can you dedicate one hour a day? And I was like, man, that's a lot of time. Yeah, but it was like one hour a day. Sometimes it would be writing and sometimes it would be mm-hmm. belly dancing and sometimes it would be cooking yeah. authentic food, you know, Indian food or, you know, that one hour yeah. was different things every day. So it kept it exciting. Right. Yeah. But I'm initially when she, negative. yeah, but initially when she asked me an hour, I was like, okay, like I'm going to have to study for an hour or, you right. know what I mean? For me, I'm thinking that's something that would make me hesitate and I would have missed out on what you got to experience. So maybe think twice before you hesitate on something. And well, maybe the same for me because she did ask me some things that I said no to. Right. And so who knows, I might need to work with her again yeah. and pick up where I left off and answer yes to some of those questions. But it's, you know, you have free will. Right. And so if you're not comfortable with something, you can say no. Yeah. And they won't make you because. No. And if that, if they're trying to make you and force you, then you're probably not working with the right deity for you. Well, I did read an article on different ways you can have sex with the deity. And one of them I thought was interesting was like masturbation and you can dedicate a certain toy to that deity, which I thought was freaking amazing. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, like, I never heard that one before, but you okay. So you never use that toy for anything else nope. except for when you're calling on, them. calling on that yeah. one. Ooh, and then you can give them an orgasm for an offering. Yeah. That's really dope. I didn't think about that. Yeah, 100%. And we had, we did a whole episode on sexual energy and, and power and spells and stuff. So that would tie into that. Number two, you can do that on the astral realm. And then three and four are a little bit the same. Three is stand in and four is possession. So three is a stand in, meaning that you have a partner that like a stand in. So you're having sex with a deity on the astral realm, but in the physical realm, it's somebody else. So it's like a blow up doll. <laughs> yeah. And they, and, and it's not. So you're imagining and you're, you're yes. on the astral realm having sex with this god or goddess. Mm-hmm. But in real life, you're just. Having sex with Joe Blow from down the street, I guess. I don't know. Or your partner. I don't know. And that person, that partner can, <laughs> that partner can be knowing or they, they don't have to be because they're consenting to sex with you anyways. So it doesn't really change that. That. They don't get to consent what you're doing. You know what I mean? Because it's your body. So you're just in two places at once. And then the other one is like a possession. Yeah, the other one. I've actually gone through something like that. Oh my God, please tell me. So um, it was a long time ago, but I had channeled a woman for a client. They were lovers. Wait, so the woman had passed on? Yeah, she had passed on. And the client It was his ex-lover. Okay. And she came through in the reading and she was very passionate about him and just saying that how much she loved him and she protects him. And she still, they had, he told me they had a really good sexual relationship. Hell yeah. That did come up in the reading. And then I had sex with my partner the same day and I felt like I was possessed by her. Oh, wow. I would go in and out of my own consciousness. I could feel her kind of like taking over and then letting me feel and then her taking over. Was it okay or was it? It was kind of more like erotic for me kind of too because I'm like, what's going on? This is homegirl's energy that I just picked up on like because I knew who she was because I had channeled her. Yeah. And then, yeah, I ended up telling my partner about that afterwards. What did he say? Uh, He said he could feel something different within me. He's like, that was weird that you say that because like this experience was like different than it usually is. It just felt different. What were your feelings about that? I just thought it was kind of like I had to ask her to leave after that. I'm like, okay, that was fun. 
Um, thank right. you for that experience, but I don't want to do that anymore. And I had to say goodbye to her and yeah. close, close her out. Which is fine. I don't regret it. Yes. Okay. I was like, it wasn't traumatic. I don't feel like it was like traumatic for right. me, but I'm really open sexually and open-minded right. towards things anyway. I kind of just let it happen. I feel like I could have stopped it in the middle and been like, okay, wait, that like something's going question. on right now. Like I need to stop this. But I was like, no, I'm just going to let it happen yeah. because this kind of feels cool. And I know what it is. So I'm just going to let it happen. I was going to ask, do you feel like you could have stopped at any moment or did you feel powerless? No, I didn't feel powerless. I felt like I could have stopped it. Yeah. But I was, yeah, it was so in the moment and it just took me by surprise, but I just went with it. I've never heard that story. That's amazing. (laughs) I don't, I don't usually tell that story. (laughs) She's being all open. It's okay. Okay. So the last and final one that you can do is dreams. You got to be careful though. The incubus and succubus. Oh. Oh Yeah. Yeah, you got to be careful because they're tricksters and they'll pretend to be other people, which I kind of thought one of the ones I would look up was Loki because he's a, but he's a trickster. And so I'm like, mm, what if I what if I accidentally get a sucky bye? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that can happen. Um, that can just randomly happen to people, too. Yeah. Like I heard about this lady that her husband was really into porn, but mm-hmm. she didn't care. It wasn't like a big deal to right. her or whatever. And she was really getting into her spirituality. So she was doing yoga, like naked yoga, and he would go to work and she would just like be naked on the bed and open herself up and mm-hmm. do kundalini things and breathing exercises and opening up her chakras and stuff like that. And um, she actually called in an incubus mm-hmm. towards her by doing that because there was all that kind of lower vibrational sexual energy going mm-hmm. on within her space anyway. Mm-hmm. And that not that porn is bad, I'm not saying that, but... Right. This is how it happened. But if it's a compulsion, then that's yeah. different. And then she was just, she didn't really know what she was doing spiritually yet. So she was like, I'm wide open. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh. Just look at me and I'm sexy and you know, yeah. naked yoga and all that. And so she ended up being visited by an incubus. And at first she welcomed it um, because they do appear very sexy, whether mm-hmm. male or female virgin. Um, they are bisexual as well. So mm-hmm. they can get anybody. And... Um, and the difference is the male and female, incubus and succubus, in case somebody doesn't know. But anyway, at first she started to like it, and then she realized that she was, her energy was getting, like, drained mm-hmm. from this thing. She was, like, calling out sick from work. She was getting headaches. She was, like, she had no energy at all. And she was, like, whatever, because um, she said the orgasms were addicting. Yeah. Because when you, when you have sex with a demon like that, they give you the most powerful, like, they want you to come back. Oh, yeah. And then they mark you, too, kind of as their own, so they know how to get back to you. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, after a while, she just realized that this is not okay. This thing does not love me. It doesn't yeah. care about me. It is draining my life force. And when she tried to get away from it, that's when it showed its true form. Oh. And they were ugly motherfuckers. <laughs> they are so fucking ugly. They are like razor-sharp teeth and... They catfish you. I'm not. I'm not trying to scare anybody. Cause yeah, explore you. your sexual sexuality. Like, yeah, sure I, I've been possessed before. It's okay. It's not that big yeah. of a deal. But just, yeah, just putting that out there that you do have to be careful. Cause if you're trying to like, if you don't know a lot. So if there's anybody out there that knows a lot about mm-hmm. sex with deities, cause obviously we don't really know a lot about it. Right. We're in season three. We're going to have guest speakers. Yes. So if you're listening right now and you're like. Hit us up if you want to, you know. We're just putting information out there that. Chance to be on the show and maybe be an expert on this kind of thing. And maybe we can do a um, episode about it. 
or just like let let us know your experiences if you're comfortable with it. I I did have somebody else say that's between me and my deity, and I'm like that's totally fine. Yeah. I'm not I'm not. I'm not I mean you. I understand that too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Which I and I think um they said that's between my it's me. It's an and, intimate moment. Yeah, deity, and I think that's that's how it is across the board. But I never like to speak in absolutes about other people. You know what I mean? Everyone has a different experience. And I think we've kind of gone over that with like different deities have different experience with different um, people. So, all right. I think that's everything. I think it was it a is lot. Too. Yeah. I, I don't love think we it. missed anything. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us for our first episode of season two. Tune in for next week where we share our past, our path, and our present. And keep your minds open. Namaste.